Shabbat Shalom. Parsha of the week is a double portion, Baharan Bechukotai. It contains a hair-raising passage of blessings and curses. If you have uh, trouble sleeping at night, studying this Torah portion before bed may not be the best idea for you. Bechukotai begins positively enough. If you follow my laws faithfully and observe my commands, good things will occur. Rains will fall at the proper time, peace in the land, prosperity, and the ever-presence of God. But true to biblical form, this optimism is followed by a much longer and much more vivid passage of foreboding reflecting the Bible's understanding of basic human nature, that we are far more likely to act justly if we are frightened in, into it, rather than relying on the better angels of our nature. This final passage in the book of Leviticus goes into shocking detail what may happen if we act unjustly. Just to give you a flavor, There'll be no food. Parents will eat the flesh of their children. Consumption and fever will rack our bodies. Wild beasts will wipe out our cattle herds. Pestilence shall cover the land. I could go on and on and on. It goes on and on for verse after verse, but you get the picture, right? I don't want to give you nightmares. The Torah states that those who somehow survive will be so fearful that even the sound of a driven leaf will put them to flight. Just the barely perceptible noise of a leaf falling from the tree or cast onto the wind will cause the people to panic even though no one's pursuing them. It's just a driven leaf. And then we read one verse that is so relevant to our times, it could have been written by one of our contemporaries. Vechashlu ish be'achiv ki mipnei cherev verodef en. They shall stumble over one another as if they were fleeing the sword, but there is no pursuer. In other words, you'll be so on edge, so angst-ridden, that you will panic at the sound of a driven leaf. And when one of you panics, it will cause mass hysteria of the entire lot of you falling upon one another. Picking up on the Hebrew word vechashlu, which implies not only falling, but failing, Keshem, the Midrash teaches, they will fall upon one another. This means not that one will fall with the other, but rather that one will fall because of, on account of, the other. I find that to be a profound insight. Individual failings cause collective failings. And collective failings cause individuals to fail. 
We cannot isolate ourselves or wall ourselves off from society's failings. If our neighbors are lawless, eventually we will not be lawful. We will be devoured by our neighbor's lawlessness. If our neighbors are untruthful, eventually their lies will destroy social cohesion. Telling the truth is the cement of free societies. If we undermine the concept of truth, if everything is alternative facts, you are entitled to your version of the truth and I'm entitled to my version of the truth, then we undermine the social trust required for liberty. And eventually, the lies of political leaders, the untruths of corporate leaders, the mistruths of clergy and other authority figures, the falseness of conventional and social media will cause society at large to fail. When we can no longer rely on agreed upon truths, we have taken the first step towards fascism, the imposition of an authoritarian truth by an authoritarian leader. In the words of the Midrash, the individual will fail on account of others. I will be unable to be truthful if all around me there is subterfuge and lies. Vechashlu ish be'achiv. Everyone will fall all over each other on account of each other's failings. We rely on others. We have no choice. Especially in modern society. The individual knows practically nothing. You use computers? You use computers, Toby. Did you awake one morning and say to yourself, I think I'll invent a computer today? Do you have a clue what's actually in a computer? What makes it work? Taught today. Do you know how an air conditioner works? Can you fix it if it malfunctions? Can you manufacture its parts? Do you even know where its parts came from? Take a shower today? I don't want to know the answer, actually. <laughs> you know how to manufacture a faucet? You know how to get water from clouds into your sink? Can you do it yourself? You know where soap comes from? Do you take a pill today? I don't know, maybe a blood pressure medication or a statin? You have any idea what's really in those pills? Can you produce them yourself? If you had to, they keep you alive. I don't even know what a statin is. You know, it sounds like some electrical phenomenon. Like, there's a thunderstorm today and I can feel the statin in the air. <laughs> even our opinions are not really our opinions. They're mostly constructed on air. We are ignorant of the basic facts and subtleties of human problems. So many people have such strong views on how to resolve the Israeli-Palestinian dispute but can't even find Israel on a map. That's not to say that we should just withdraw from the world. It is to emphasize that we are 
interdependent. Our views are informed and often determined by others. And what the Bible is teaching more than anything else is that human beings need other human beings. We are social animals. Practically everything we have, everything we know, comes from other people. We treat our own knowledge as if it's our own. It isn't, nor should it be. No one person can ever know enough. We are far better, far more proficient, and far more capable if we each rely on the other's knowledge. That's how progress unfolds. I travel often. I have no idea how a plane is built, and I couldn't fly one if my life depended on it. In fact, my life does depend on other people's knowledge that they know how to build a plane and they know how to fly a plane. I trust them and I am compelled to rely on them. See, that's the thing. I have a stake in your moral behavior. If you fall, I will fall. My life is dependent on the pilot's life. I know nothing about the pilot. I just assume that that pilot is a person of upright moral character. And once these assumptions fail, we will fall all over each other, on account of each other, even at the sound of a driven leaf, panic where there is no pursuer, because we have lost faith in one another. Martin Luther King said it this way, and as always, he said it the best. We are caught in an inescapable network of mutuality, tied in a single garment of destiny. Whatever affects one directly affects all indirectly.